Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Taking you behind the curtain. It's the Joan Hamburg Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Well, we know that it's a holiday because the one and only actor and singer and entertainer Norm Lewis is bringing his Christmas concert at 54 Below right here where he belongs December 16th and the 19th through the 24th. And then as we get towards spring, that's March, he's going to perform at Carnegie Hall with the New York Pops. And Norm is literally just come off Broadway with chicken and biscuits on another casualty of the COVID epidemic. Um, Norm, it just, it's so, it's beyond sad, not only for all of you as actors. I have so many friends in the restaurant business that literally just can't hang on, you know, and we're seeing this everywhere. So it's a pity. Yeah, I know. And uh, hi, how are you, Joe? Hello, I'm good. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a pity, and and it is uh, it's something that we kind of knew going into this because of of the fact that we are in a serious pandemic. You know, right. uh, luckily we're not as it's not as horrible as it was last year. Right. But you know, it's still very real, and uh, we we knew we were taking a chance. And unfortunately, uh, you know, but it did get a nice little run and uh, people uh, really loved it. Yeah, they loved it because we absolutely need to be entertained and we need to be able to laugh and cry and identify. And that's the magic of a theater. And yes, it is. So it's a great loss for us. But you're doing so you're doing a lot of stuff. Right. In fact, I saw you in a Christmas show that I'm trying to remember. It was um, it, on television. Yeah. I saw you yeah, on TV with Reba, Reba McIntyre. Yeah, yeah. It was it was charming. Yeah, and it was called. It's called li- Christmas in Tune. Christmas and, uh, in Tune. It was a lifetime yeah, a li- movie. Lifetime, yeah. And Reba McIntyre is just amazing, and so is John Schneider. We had a great time shooting it. We shot it back in May of last of this year, right. and pretended we were cold. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's always fun, you know. I was honored to be a part of that, and uh, I'm glad it's finally out and people can enjoy. And they can enjoy, and that's what we need. It's about a couple who have split, but their kid, right. like all kids, want them to come back together. And she conv- they were singers and sang together, and she convinces them to get together for a charity over the holidays. And it was very charming, and you can yeah. all see it now. So what does it take to get ready, for, get ready now for your concert appearance? Your well, Christmas concert. Enough, before you and I, you know, uh, got to talking with each other, I was warming up. I was um, going through my scales and trying to get my voice in shape. And so that's one thing that I do. Uh, also, just trying to 
get the words in my head. Uh, you know, there's new material this year, and and so we wanted uh, to make sure that we covered a lot of base of what has happened over the past couple of years uh, and bring stories uh, about the pandemic and what I did over the pandemic and um, and just, you know, bringing in some cheer and hopefully people can relate to it. And it's going to be a fun, fun show. It's not a concert or anything like that. It's a party. Which is what we need. And what did you do during the pandemic? A lot of food. I did, I, it's funny. I did a lot of Zooming. I know. <laughs> I learned we're how to zoomed zoom. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I got called to uh, a lot of meetings. Uh, I got called in to sing over Zoom, things like that. Um, but uh, luckily, I was able to get some work. Thank God. Uh, I shot an episode of of that great show called Pose that Billy Porter is yeah. the star of. And uh, then I also did a, I went down to Mississippi and I shot a couple of episodes of a show that will air in the new year called Women of the Movement. And that is starring Adrian Warren, who just won a Tony for yeah. Tina. And uh, I'm doing a couple of those episodes. Uh, Thank goodness. I'm also doing a, a, a character on a show called Central Park that Josh Gad created. So I've been pretty busy and luckily, thank God for that. Um, and, uh, and then now with these concerts coming up, it's, it's been, it's been wonderful. Right. It's a blessing and it's fantastic. And people want to go out, you know, no matter what it's, we are so virused out that, right. I mean, we can't be, but we are, it's really too much. And it is. It is. It's it's wearing on on people's emotions and also psyche. And so I think trying to keep busy um, in whatever way, whether that be from home or going out safely and doing things, um, I think that's the cure, uh, at least for now. You know, that's the immediate cure. And right. just try to find something that interests you and you can go out there and do it. No. And lucky. And you are working, which is important now. Right. When I read about things that you were doing, one of them was trying to eat more in a vegetarian way. Is that still happening? Yeah. In fact, I just uh, <laughs> I just finished eating some uh, vegan sausages. Um, yes. My and, daughter and does it, that, too. And they're not bad, right? They're not bad. Yeah. There's a, the texture is, you know, modern technology has allowed people to make food feel like something that you've tasted before and putting the right spices and stuff together. So I've been doing that. I'm not a hundred percent like, you know, I'll eat chicken. I'll, and once in a while, maybe once every three months or so, I'll eat a steak or something or beef. But, but for the most part, I try to stay as vegetarian vegan as I can. Right. And you're allowing a little every now and then a little treat or a little taste of something past. Right, right, right. Now, right. is it true, Norm? I, I still remember watching you in Porgy and Bess with Audra McDonald, among mm. a lot of other shows that <laughs> really sort of touched your heart. But I'm curious, you really didn't know you could sing until you were a teenager, till you were 17? Right. So I, I knew I loved singing, but it was one of those things where I was in church and I sang in the choir, but no one ever gave me accolades like, oh, you have a good voice. And, you know, I it, it just wasn't 
part of the vernacular in, in my church. You know what I mean? Like we all had solos. We all had like little things to do, but I think I was a little too nervous to get up there and sing. I was heavily into tennis at that time. So that was my main focus. Right. High school. And yeah. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be a professional player, but I wasn't, you know, I was good, but I wasn't great. So I finally gave that up, but it was high school when someone heard me sing and they said, wow, you have a nice voice. And that's when it clicked. And so I just kind of decided to kind of go further with that. I didn't think I was a professional singer, but I, I knew I loved it. And I sang in choirs, even in college, but I still majored in business in college and uh, worked in advertising and marketing for a while. And then I finally decided, you know what, I'm going to try this, uh, this professional world, see if, it, if, if I can make it in this. And that was over 30 years ago, and I'm still here, thank God. Yeah, but, like, what happened when you started? You weren't like one of those kids that we see, you know, at six years old, their mothers are schlepping them all over to auditions and everything. No, 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 it was, uh, I was 16 years old. I got in a choir in high school, uh, had my aha moment then. And then the next year, I I decided I was going to audition for the show choir. So that was where you danced and you did a little bit of, you know, Broadway stuff and you did a little bit of contemporary stuff. And that, again, that was when, you know, someone gave me the accolades. And then uh, I moved on from there. And in college, I still did those kinds of things. And I performed. I even did some theater in college. But it wasn't my main focus. And then I started working in uh the for this newspaper the orlando sentinel and uh in the production department moved to the marketing department and then ended up in advertising and uh i still sang uh there were contests around orlando and i would sing at bars and sometimes you could win two hundred dollars or five hundred dollars and even a big one you could win a trip to new york and i won a few of those i lost a few but I, i won a few and one particular uh contest there was a a guy who was a judge who happened to be a producer for a cruise ship and after i won he came up and offered me a job and that's when it became real you know it's so interesting when i was a kid i was entertainment director for a while for the holland american line oh wow and so i related to your cruise ship and they were, you know, in the shows, they were all wannabe or were already actors, actresses. They sang, they danced. They were like eight in a room, how many they could squeeze in. Right, and, right. But right. yours really led to something. Yeah, I met professional uh, performers in my show. I was one of six people. And uh, there were people who had been on Broadway. There were people who were just... Doing, you know, doing the gig right, and being German. And they, uh, they encouraged me because I was, I was going to go back to school. I had made up my mind this was going to be my profession. And I was going to go back to college, study theater, and then maybe in two years or so, uh, come back and try New York. And one of the guys uh, on the ship said, don't do that. He's like, go to New York, study there. Don't worry about, you know, taking a college course. Right. Go and study. There's great dance classes and voice teachers and acting uh, classes up there and still try to pursue your acting uh, professionally. And that's what I did. And so I learned on the it was like on the job training. And you know what uh, I'm curious about? I'm talking to Norm Lewis. How did you even know 
where to go or what to do. You were a Florida kid, you know, and then so it wasn't part of your DNA. And (laughs) there are certain, you know, teachers that everyone tries to go to or dance classes. So was that hard to get hooked up to that network? No, it was. It, uh, it, it, you have to make a plan. This is this is something that I think a lot of people, you know, students don't know. Uh, but you have to make a plan in order to because uh, you're you're an entrepreneur. You are a business person. So I made a plan, a direct plan of what I was going to do. I knew that back then. I think it's still around, but there was a publication called Backstage Magazine. Yes, and still. I was told that you have to go and get that and get a subscription and look in, into backstage and see what's going on so i would get that every week i couldn't wait it would come out i think every wednesday and i would get up early on or or late late at night i would go get it on tuesday night and pick it up and go through it scour through it and i would mark out the auditions and i would get up at six o'clock in the morning and put my name and number down Mm. and sometimes i would wait in line or i would go home and then come back but yeah i i I specifically came to new york to act and I did wait on tables. I catered. I did all of that you stuff, but I was yeah. focused. Yeah. So what was the big break? Huh, that's a great question. I was lucky because two weeks after I got here, I got a job. It, it paid, you know, $150 a week, but I got a job. And Seth Rudetsky was the musical director. And he hired that's me to be in the ensemble of uh, a show up in Danbury, Connecticut at the Candlewood Playhouse. And I got to be in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Um, and he believed in me at that young age. He was, you know, this young kid who was in charge. And he, he helped me, you know, he, he guided me through. And we've been friends ever since then. But I would say I just kept working. I worked with Nipsey Russell right after that. In, in I used Atlantic to City. love, I used to go to Harlem to see Nipsey Russell perform yeah. when I was a kid. Well, we were doing a uh, funny thing happened on the way to the forum at Harris Marina in, in Atlantic City. Mm. So that happened. And then I, I, I went back to uh, Candlewood Playhouse and did some work there. I started doing more lead roles after that. And it just kind of kept Going. blossoming from there. And again, I was focused and I just went to everything. You know, I tell people all the time, unless they specifically ask for blonde hair and blue eyes, I show up. I yeah. know. And, and then when you got the lead in Phantom of the Opera, yeah, I mean, that was gutsy of you, too, to go and say, hey, I can do it. Well, I was very, I, I have been coveting that role for 20 years. I saw it back in 1994 with Cone Wilkinson up in Toronto. And from that moment, I said, I want to be in the show. And uh, I just put it out in the universe. It took 20 years, but <laughs> but I, I finally made it. I know, but it worked. And it people did. are yeah. still talking about it. It was, <laughs> it was the title role. So now you've yeah. got so much on your plate. Is there anything on the wish list? You know, I've been very lucky to do a lot of the roles that I've dreamt of doing. Uh, so I am looking forward to this new landscape of new writers and composers and lyricists and, and to do some new material. I mean, I would love to go back and, you know, that if, if, if Hugh Jackman decides to leave the show early, I would step in in a heartbeat. Uh, uh, well, I would love to see you do it. <laughs> I got a chance to do it down at Kennedy Center a couple of years ago. Uh, it was a short run, but it's, it was always a dream role. And so, um, so maybe, you know, you know, who knows, 
Who knows you'll what look, might happen? Right. Put it in the air, and there's a, a really good possibility that it could right. happen. And don't forget that Norma's going to be at 54 below December 16th, and then the 19th through the 24th. Right. And who knows who's going to show up for that, right? You always have a lot exactly. of friends pop in. It's always a party. That's what I love so much about this is because it's always, and I'm not saying this in a brag way, but it's always sold out. And it's always one of those things where people know that they're coming for a good time. And, you know, I love to talk to the audience. I love to, you know, the repartee that we have. It's not just sit back and relax. I want you to sit up and enjoy and and communicate with me because that's that's what feeds me. And uh, we're just here to have a good time. Well, we're looking forward to it. Happy holidays, Norm. We wish you all the best. We'll Thank you. see you, you there at, at one of the great clubs in New York, 54 Below. And then, who knows, Broadway is again right around the corner. Right. And don't forget March 4th at uh, Carnegie Hall oh, with the New York Post. Have you ever done Carnegie Hall? I have. I've been there a, uh, a few times, but this is my first solo uh you know, my solo debut, and I'm really excited about that with Steven Reinecke, and we're good friends, and he and I are going to do a couple of things. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. That's great. We love Carnegie Hall, and I can't wait to see you on that performance. Take care. We'll talk again. Thank you, Joan. I'm Joan Hamburg, and you're listening to WABC.